Hello again, welcome one, welcome all to another edition of the Geek Alert, or as it's going to be for a few weeks, two old dudes yelling at Cloud. Damn you, Cloud! Cloud is. You took my keys. I want your, them back. Taking your shade, took your jobs, took it all. So. It took your jobs. So yes, we're back to do more podcasting goodness. I'm of course John, and joined by the Baron of B movies, Mr. Scott Edwards. Hey. Or Scott Sharky Edwards when he's doing shark stuff. Ooh yeah, Sharky. Like we still need to get you that um. The, 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 the shark, shark Hawaiian shark shirt. Hawaiian shirt and the shark. And the shark tie. Shark tie yes, for your yes. future interviews. Or may, maybe like a barracuda tie or a minnow tie. So then like the shirt can eat the tie. Oh, it's hunting the tie. Yes. I like yes. that. That's good actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we can find that too because it was really easy to find a Hawaiian shark shirt. Um, for those who don't know, Scotty has an affinity for Hawaiian shirts and affinity for shark films. So why not have the best of both worlds and have him wearing a shark-themed Hawaiian shirt? But do I really like shark films? Yeah. A well, lot. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll take your word for it. I think the only person who gets more excited for Shark Week outside of myself, maybe our friend Carrie, is maybe Tracy Morgan. <laughs> but only because of the line, so it's pretty up there, dude. You get all about some sharks, that's for sure. Uh, I just love the sci-fi Shark Week. That's so much fun. That was a blast this year, that's for sure. The sci-fi one was good. Um, I'm still sorry that Phelps didn't get eaten by the shark. But, but uh, we're actually... I'm not watching Discovery Channel ever again. Until they actually have somebody swim against a shark. Well, I mean, yeah, that would have been cooler. And I'm probably not going to watch the new Justice League movie either, since we're already way off topic. Yeah, we are. It's true as well. Um, because they're not going to let Superman have but, a mustache after he, he was dead for a couple of years. Super, I mean, have Superman... Well, it's, it's Superman. It's not Ron Mexico. But it's Superman. He's he's a zombie now. He can have a mustache if he wants one. No, Bizarro is more of a zombie. Really. Superman's been dead for two years, now he's back. So, probably like he's a zombie. The movie, probably. Zombie. Maybe four months. But zombie. Well, he always came back alive. But actually, you just brought us back on topic, I hope you know that. Zombie. Because, well, we can talk, we can do a zombie podcast another day. We'll need, we'll need Phil for that one. Um, we'll do that soon. Yeah, podcast <laughs> of the dead. Um, <laughs> but you are bringing us back to topic, because having sat through the Dark Tower a couple of weeks ago, which I enjoyed, I don't know what else did, apparently, but that's okay, it's... <laughs> I thought it was cool um, for one ridiculous reason. It was the fact that finally, after literally over 30 years of waiting, I finally got a big screen version of that. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today is shark shirts and franchises that we would love to see come back or come to the big, well, maybe come back as well, I guess it could work too, come to the big screen in some form or fashion that haven't been touched yet because majority of them have. And there's a great one, for example, there's Justice League is one of those things as kids growing up we wanted to see on the big screen and, and here we are. And yet horribly dissatisfied about that, but that's a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> the anger that comes with fandoms. I want um, Superman to have facial hair. Scotty has to have Superman have a mustache, but that's a great example. Like, there's, um, well, I'll kick it off. I mean, in addition to seeing finally seeing Dark Tower, there's a great example. That's a story I would love to see adapted properly um, because they, they kind of rushed it here, but I would love to see the death and return of Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see the whole thing, beginning to end, Doomsday, actually get the right amount of screen time as opposed to 20 minutes. Because um, they kind of rushed that a little bit. Oh yes, um, yes they did. And, and actually, see the reign of the Superman. I think that'd be badass to see uh, Henry Cavill play Cyborg and the Eradicator, for that matter, too. That'd have been cool as hell, mm-hmm. just from an acting standpoint. But uh, that's yeah, that's kind of today's topic. Is just geeking out in general as to what else you would like to see. What else would you like to see? Now that I think about it, uh, one of my favorite zombie series by Brian King. Go on. Uh, it was called The Rising. Oh, yes. I you remember, remember the, rising. Yes, the Rising. was great. Brian Keane was the man. 
what was the second book? City of the Dead, which was the ultimate kind of homage to Romero. Yeah, that was, wasn't it? Yep. That so was. <clears throat> but that series I would love to see come to the big screen, because that's one thing that we've kind of been missing the past couple of years is a decent zombie movie. Yes, we have, actually. There has not been... God, what was the last zombie movie that I even saw in theaters? Um, oh, yeah. World War Z. Oh, yeah. Speaking of adaptations that... Well, you talk about adaptations that weren't successful because that was not good. It, it was written by Max Brooks. The screenplay was written by Max Brooks. Actually, I think it was initially written by Max, and I believe it went through then the grand rewrite process and you got a credit in well, standing. Well, it, it went through, what, six rewrites? Six rewrites, I want to say two or three directors. Yeah, the movie um, was just doomed from the get-go. Yeah, it was just fast. But we still love you, Brad Pitt. We do. You get a pass for seven every year. Um, <laughs> What's in the box? Dude, that's... The guy can act. There's, no uh, There's some good movies he's done. He's I'm sure. Fight Club as well. Fight Club was awesome. I think that's one of my all-time favorites of his. Um, but why? So so you want a big budget zombie flick, and you think... I think Brian this would be the perfect one. Because uh, the year that this one came out kind of correlates with Kirkman's The Walking Dead. And if you combine these two... Uh, you've got the rebirth of the zombie genre right here. That would be nice, because someone's going to pick up Romero's mantle, now that he has passed, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, I would like for someone to pick up that mantle. Um, but yeah, those books were pretty phenomenal. Those books least. were really fun. Uh, great character development in them. I know that wouldn't translate very well to the big screen if you're doing a regular movie. Maybe if you did a TV movie. Wink, wink. Yeah, they could put it on Netflix for you. Yeah! Netflix could pick up The Rising from Brian Keane. Brian, make the call. I want this. This needs to happen. And I see you put some hardcore thought in this because I see your bevy of notes over here. No, um, I, I just did notes of different kind of stories and different authors, different book series that I've been through over the years. And so if I want to continue, do you want me to continue? Oh, please do. I mean, look, yeah, look at this list. It's impressive. Um, uh, another series I'd like to see was uh, Peter Klein's X-Heroes series. Ooh. Yes. Now, if you're not familiar with the X-Heroes series... It's superheroes versus zombies. Just take that in for a minute. Because it's freaking awesome. It's fun. Just think of like Iron Man going through and shooting hordes of zombies in the head. For no other reason than just to save somebody. Yes. 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 A thousand times yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just, anytime you put zombies in it, it's mostly great. I haven't seen a zombie sitcom yet, thank God. But I guess that could happen too. Ooh. There'd be a lot of moaning. Just was that a zombie sitcom or is that Everybody Loves Raymond? Because that sounded very similar. To well, I, I thought Everybody Loves Raymond had uh, Kermit the Frog. What? But that, kinda, that too, that, though. That kinda, I don't know why it reminded me of that, but it, for some reason it did, so go figure. Yeah, that, just, that reminds me of it. I don't know why it does. Maybe it's because Peter Boyle was the dad and he was young Frankenstein, <laughs> which is in turn a zombie. And, and that's how so he I guess that works. his uh, Putting on the Ritz. Mm -hmm, putting yeah. on the Ritz. That's it. That's the winner. That has to be it. That's why I did it. Okay, good. I had to work that one out. And I was like, why? Why am I thinking Everybody Loves Raymond and Zombies? That's who. That means you worried for a second about myself. <laughs> then we're good because Peter Wells, so we're fine. It's all good. So what else? So yeah, X Heroes versus or X. It's the X so, franchise. So slaughtering things today, Craig. Yeah, superheroes versus zombies, and superheroes versus supervillains versus zombies. I mean, I, I just think that would be an awesome type of series to see come to get an adaptation to the big screen, because that hasn't been done yet. Um, also, I saw that Brian King is coming out with a uh, 
comic book, kind of around that, that same genre with his own kind of superheroes versus zombies. Saw that actually really? just today. It comes out in October. Damn. Okay. So, big shout out. money on that. Love you, man. Come back to Denver. Don't hate us forever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say anything to that. Nope, nope, it's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, next on the list. Um, if you're like me, you kind of like time travel books. Uh, my favorite time tra- travel book is called The Doomsday Book by Connie Willis. And that's a whole series as well. Three books. All phenomenal. Each Bam. one. We used to talk about this book on the podcast back in the day, and uh, we're still surprised that nobody has ever tried to pick this one up. This is the most definite time travel butterfly effect book that I've ever read. So it's H.G. Wells meets Ray Bradbury's, um, the one where they step on the butterfly. Yes. I wasn't near that one now. Sound of Thunder. That's it. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. I've been into a lot of uh, alien movies as of late. There was a series called, it was an Area 51 series, where a guy was trying to figure out, A, if aliens really existed, and B, after he found out that they did exist, what the heck they were doing on this planet, and how the government was hiding everything from us. So X-Files meets Paul. Uh, Maybe it, not Paul, because that'd be no, awesome. it wasn't, wasn't Paul. <laughs> there, there was no, there's not a lot of laughter in this series. Okay, then never mind. It's we'll a lot of... You know, black suits, black helicopters. Oh, so we're talking very X-Files then. Yes. And they're darker, I guess, yeah. if that's at all possible. So that was a fun series. I think there's a total of eight books in that series. They're all pretty good. And then the final one for me, until I think of more... Um, there are a lot out there. Would, ...would be a proper telling of Isaac Asimov's iRobot series. Ooh, yeah, that needed a better... Because Better respect than what it got. Because the iRobot that came out is nothing like the book. I'm, I'm sorry. It wasn't even... No, it was not. Even though I know you don't want to show somebody sitting and interviewing a robot. I'm sorry. There's another Blade Runner coming out. They're going to be sitting and staring in the, into the stupid device that says if you're a droid or not. Ah, yes. The Voight Yes, yes. But I think Isaac Asimov could use another... Another go at that robot series. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because I was just thinking of two one that I would, someone I would love to see who needs to get all of his stuff adapted to the modern era, H.G. Wells. I mean, granted, there was the time machine back in nineteen ninety nine but it was an adequate entry, but I feel yeah. like if someone really took the time to do something special with his work right now, um, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like the right era to bring out something like that. I mean, I know there's also, well, there was that one HQ, well, that time after time that came out on TV, but that really only worked in movies. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't feel the need to remake a Christopher Reeve movie. He was already <laughs> pretty good as it was, any way you slice it. You're obsessed with Christopher Reeve. Dude, the man's talented actor. Did, did, he, did he ever have facial hair in any of his movies? I don't remember. Actually, I've... somewhere in time, I believe he did. I remember. Like a recall. scraggly beard, right? Yes, okay. I believe so. Might be wrong on this, but I remember somewhere that, in there... That was, image just came to my mind. It was a classic classic film, and he had facial hair, with the bottom line. Okay. So, yes. Now what? <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> so, Superman can have facial hair. My I, point has been made. I actually don't even know why that's such a big deal, because I don't care. I mean, Cesar Romero had a mustache for all the 66 Batman series, so huh? it's it's fine. But he was a bad guy. He was, but... Yeah, bad guys have mustaches. Obviously. Well, if they're going to make him bad, then I guess just get it out there and tell us now. But Well, I... I 
I saw a picture of Cavell with his uh, mustache, and it did look pretty seventies cheese. So it's, it's for Mission Impossible Six, as I recall it. So that's why it's so oh, so fuzzy. But that's okay. I guess they're going to go very seventies Mission Impossible. So well, you know, to say the least. With seventies and mustaches being put together, they're afraid that the fan base is going to think more of a bound chicka wow wow than. Uh, Hey, Superman, come save me. Back to Ron Mexico. <laughs> Always a classic staple when it comes to that particular stuff. Yeah, this one's gone off the rails completely, and it's awesome. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> we're definitely going to have some fun with this one today, to say the least. Um, so outside of that, see, and I, I guess it's tough now because, like, for me, the Dark Tower was, like, that penultimate. I'm not sure what else I would want to see on the big screen like that, but truthfully speaking, I, I kind of want to start seeing, cause, and they're already kind of doing it as it is because um, you got Dark Tower hit. It's obviously coming up next month. Mm-hmm. which looks to be utterly terrifying. I, I'm legitimately concerned that might actually scare me, which is good, though, because that hasn't happened in a really long time. Because most horror films, I just kind of sit there and eat my popcorn. That's about it. Yep. Um, I kind of want to see more and more Stephen King stuff get brought back. It's almost like that renaissance, because the 90s was all King, man. I mean, you had mm-hmm. It Kit TV, Stan Hit TV, The Shining got its King-approved remake. Um, since he was so mad about that first one. Why not just dig into the whole thing and bring it up? Why not see another big version of The Stand? Because, I mean, effects-wise, you know, I rewatched it recently to write about it for, for us. It's very dated, mm-hmm. but why not? I mean, you could do an amazing end-of-the-world collapse with Captain Trips on that bad boy. Um, and I wouldn't actually mind seeing another iteration of The Shining, to be honest with you. It seems almost like it's prime for that time. Oh, oh, there's the face. Go ahead. I'll just stop now and let you do what you're going to say. No, I mean, the... The TV series that they made for The Shining was fine. It was perfect. It was to the book. The story got across. The original Shining movie is still one of my favorite horror movies that I've ever seen. It is good. And I I think that one is okay to leave kind of on its own. Because it's not really as dated as, like, The Stand is. No, you're actually, I'll give you that. It does actually hold up pretty well. I mean, even with the chroma key, it it still works. I mean, if you go up to the mountains, I mean, we've been to Estes numerous times to the hotel. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, you can lose cell signal up there. You can imagine being snowed in on the pass. I mean, it's not that hard to lose communications to a spot that's high enough in the mountains that is not easy to get to to start with. I mean, the story still kind of stands through the... No, and you had a good point because... um, there was the whole matter of we were even concerned our last big trip with the team mm-hmm. about there being snow that weekend and mm-hmm. would it make getting back down to Denver a pain in the ass or not. Um, so yes, it is still a concern because yeah, when it snows up there, it, it, it snows sucks. up there. There's no two ways about it. That's for sure. Um, well, then I guess we could do the shining off the list, but I mean, I don't know, I'm just, I, mean, I'm just I, I ponder on it because I see what has already shown up in the trailer for it, and that already looks infinitely better mm-hmm. than even. I mean, don't get wrong, the TV one was nuts. I and mean, there was so much good about that particular that particular piece. And Tim Curry, you can't, I'm not, there's no way I can compare Alexander Skarsgård to, um, or Peter Skarsgård, whichever Skarsgård it is in this film. It's a Skarsgård. Um, it's a botched it today. It's okay. It's all good. Um, but you can't compare the two because, I mean, they're going to have to bring something different to each one. And it would almost be disrespectful to say, you know, well, Tim's was better or this one was better. They, they're going to stand on their own particular piece. But, I mean, it's legitimately coming out. I'm seeing, like, the little clips now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, it features a commercial where little children and an old lady screaming, kill them all, and Pennywise leading it on. Um, they're not messing around with this particular remake. And that's why I'm almost like, gosh, if you could just get 
I mean, I agree with was very good to the book, but one of the big problems with those 90s King pieces was they held back. And obviously you had to because it's TV. I mean, even then, I actually question that. It was pretty much damn on the borderline of being, I mean, by comparison, it looks more like a modern piece you'd see on television today, whereas when it came out there in the 90s when you couldn't do that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, a lot more blood than I expected to see in that thing when I watched through it again the other day. Because um, I've been on a King binge lately. But... Um, you know, you could do some cool stuff, though, with a remake of The Shining again on television. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it needs to be, you know, three parts or two parts or that kind of thing, but I don't know, I'd i be curious to see if someone didn't hold back and gave us a much more in-your-face ghost piece, because the ghosts were kind of tamer in the TV version. Yes. Very, yes. very, very bubbly and character-y. I don't know how I feel about that still. Well, and there weren't a lot of ghosts utilized in the actual film, if you go to think about it. And there were more ghosts in the TV series than there were in the film, but the ghosts weren't menacing in the TV series. And I guess they weren't really that bad in the film either. Well, I think... If you kind of look at it. Everyone's confusion in the film was, what the hell are they doing there? Because if anybody mm-hmm. walked in and hadn't seen it, yep. that was a whole other story, other than the Grady Twins, which made it pretty easy. Obviously, mm-hmm. this was a place of evil. Because, um, yeah, because, I mean, there are people still asking today, what was up with the dude in the dog suit? And it's not an answer you really want to talk about, because it's... Mm-hmm. It's a gross piece as it is, because um, they're all gross people that were there. But, um, I mean, I guess to each their own. I mean, that's what you want to do with a dude in a dog suit. More power <laughs> to you. It just sucks that you're going to have to relive that for all eternity, I guess. Um, so, there's that. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, until the overlook burns down, that's 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 the way it goes. I mean, I get it. It shows the debauchery. It shows the evil portion of it. But it wasn't clearly laid out at all in the mm-hmm. original film. Um, and they clearly omitted it for the television version, because, oh, we can't talk about a dude and another dude doing that in dog suit. But you can have a little bitty elevator filled with party supplies. That was not scary. Um, yeah, see, that's the thing. I, want, <laughs> I liked it. I'm with you. It was, it, was, it was the right balance of Jack Torrance's madness was really the key. Yeah. Um, seeing, because that's what, I mean, Nicholson was basically just crazy when he got there. I mean, he was even crazy in the interview. It just seemed like, hey, it's Jack Nicholson playing Jack Nicholson. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, he was always that, that kind of high-head guy. But I really appreciated that. But I would love to get that kind of delving into madness and really get some good scares going. Because there were some... I mean, even for the even the walk into 217 in the TV one, he knew it was coming. And you're still going to know regardless, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Same thing's going to happen with it. There's parts in the Dark Tower that I was like, oh, I know what that is offhand. But I would love to get some suspense and some trepidation that goes with that completely because it wasn't there in the TV version. So that'd be cool to see that happen again if someone wanted to take up that mantle for it, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, what else is coming to mind for you about other awesome things you could see? Redone, or, uh, redone or done. Uh, I would like a proper telling of Jurassic Park. Really? In those series, I've been on a Michael Crichton binge past couple days. And Nothing wrong with that. I, the only movie that actually did the book justice that I've gone through is Spear. Because the only thing that they left out is spoiler alert: the group going into the Spear and what happened there. That's the only part that the movie missed. Everything else was right on. And that's the end of the spoiler alert, so now you can listen. Um, Jurassic Park just... It, it was a popcorn movie. I will give you that. I mean, I mean it was, it was it, a lot it, of oohs and ahs and, and jamming <clears throat> popcorn in my maw. Because in the book, there was blood. There was guts. People were getting torn limb from limb. You didn't really get to see that. You didn't get that element of fear in the movie. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm fairly sure that was a conscious call, so we can oh. you know a, a piece there because you make a big good point with that. In the book, I recall that it was Hammond that took the 
compy route, where the compies took him down, mm-hmm. which didn't come into play until Lost World. And then it wasn't even... I mean, obviously it wasn't Hammond, because at that point you made a very level... Well, John Hammond in the book was was an asshat. There's really no mm-hmm. choice about it. Um, so that was an interesting twist with that. And also the fact that, you know, you took a pleasure in seeing Hammond kind of get what he deserved in the book. Yep. Um, and that's that was translated to his... Was his nephew, I think, the head of InGen in the second mm-hmm. one? With T-Rex doing a little chompy chomp? Yep. So that's a good point. That could be interesting to do a darker version <clears throat> of Jurassic Park. So that, and uh, Crichton had a book called Micro, which was actually very interesting. I reviewed it for the site a couple of years ago. <clears throat> uh, more science, um, micro, uh, not microorganisms, but microbots that are actually able to kind of take over people. Different idea. That would be a fun one to see come to the big screen. That would actually, I recall that review actually, and it seemed like a very intriguing idea. Mm-hmm. It was like, honey, I shrunk the kids without the comedy, what I recall too. <laughs> um, which is fine. I mean, that's, you know, there's, they say there's only a handful of derivative ideas as it is. Um, I would really love to go back actually and see someone do World War Z right. Like, now that we've mentioned that particular portion of it, because ah, that really pissed me off. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were some, there were some ideas in there that I actually liked. I, I, I will give it that. It has its moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it did give us Peter Capaldi as a WHO doctor. Uh, um, <laughs> right before he took on the show. That was a cute little kitsch piece. But, I mean, the only parts that I think I really enjoyed was the early onset of the disaster. Mm-hmm. It did kind of show that panic and disorganization. And really outside of Romero's The Hunt of the Dead, there is nothing that shows the collapse of mankind during a disaster like that. Which I really want someone to do that. Which is weird when you consider how much money is out there for these films. Um, and Fear the Walking Dead got close. It had its flaws and another topic for another day, but I would, I'm, not, I'm less interested though in the actual disaster, what made Max Brooks' book so amazing was there were some genuinely terrifying moments in there, and I am still mad to this day that we got robbed at the Battle of the Bronx, mm-hmm. because that would have been phenomenal to see on camera, um, and we didn't get a Lobo, I want to see the Lobos, um, I know you would love to see the entire retaking of the States with Avalon playing over it, oh, yeah. um, because that, that's what's a big piece for you in the book. So I, I don't, I, I just, and considering the market, I mean, we've already been through two Spider-Man reboots now in the course of about 20 years. So it's only been three or four years. So why the hell not? Just reboot it. <laughs> let's redo it. And let's just do it right this time. Um, and give me that documentary style feel. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I would too. Which they need. Nah, it's okay. We'll see. I don't know. I, I, the, the talk is it's in pre-production for part two, and I don't know if we'll get that. Unfortunately. Well, if they do it like the last movie, I'm not going to see. So. I don't know what they have planned. To be honest with you, I know it went through numerous reshoots. I know the ending changed. Um, I had to go search that out, but it was completely different how it ended. There was never. There was never a. Uh, there was never a stop at the WHO. He ended up in Russia to fight the dead, and the Matthew Fox character that popped up because they made that a big casting piece. He ended up going after his wife, so there was a love triangle. So, I mean, really, in the end, the ending was better. Actually, I did like the ending. Okay. The, the movie ending, comparatively to what was going to be filmed, mm-hmm. or was filmed, um, it was better. It just kind of took out the possibility of an actual world war with the zombies, because they found a cure. So, there's that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Such believable stories. Yeah, well... What can you do? Um, what can you do? Jeez. It's bad. There's no two ways about it. It was, it's a bad freaking movie. No two, no two ways about it ever. Um, what else? What else other matters are coming to mind for you? I'm, I'm kind of on a blank right now. Um, 
Uh, what movies would I like to see redone? Uh, let's see. In the actual review I wrote for it, Cameron's Closet, I think, would be an awesome... Oh, that'd be cool, actually, yeah. Awesome uh, reboot of that series, because you could actually take it somewhere else. Uh, kid just basically has a haunted closet, because his... can't remember if it was his sister, babysitter, or somebody fell in the closet, cut their head off. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and okay. the, the kind of ghosts just start from there and keep going. Uh, it's not a closet you want to go into. <laughs> because it's Cameron's, it's closet. Cameron's closet. Cameron's closet is evil. Um, well, as long as you don't try to fluff it up with like a cute monster or a Mac and no. style monster, we're good. Yeah, they need to play it seriously. Um, one that almost got there that I'm still mad did not. Tales from the Dark Side. Yes. So for those who were unaware, um, a know that there's a show called Tales from the Dark Side that was in the mid-80s from George Romero's brain. Um, well, for the most part, he did a couple episodes in between, but it was a beautiful horror anthology. You wouldn't have Tales from the Crypt without Tales from the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Um, and oddly enough, having rewatched all of them, the retro recaps for them on the website, they, for the most part, minus like a handful, hold up surprisingly well. Um, I would love... No one's remastered them yet on Blu-ray, which would be amazing for someone to go through and fix that negative, but mm-hmm. even still, there's kind of a... And there's a certain charm to watching them on DVD and having the old VHS problems still to a certain degree. It just brings brings you back. But for anybody new, I could see how that would be annoying as can be. But uh, it almost got greenlit. Um, and, and, of course, Joe Hill, Stephen King's son, Owen, um, that's he writes under a pen name, was actually going to bring it to life. He had mm-hmm. written four scripts for Netflix to look at, um, which, by the way, are now available on trade as a script form, and also IDW did them as a comic book. And what drives me mad about it is I read the comics and it was perfect. Um, he had totally captured the spirit of Tales from the Dark Side. The tales were twisted. The tales were cool. But he also created an origin story mm-hmm. um, for how this whole thing came to be in a roundabout sort of way, which was also really cool, um, which means once you get past that entry, you can go into the stories again. But my God, that would be amazing to see, especially now. I mean, this is like the horror renaissance. I mean, Walking Dead is the number one show on horror Ever uh, or the biggest walking, uh, biggest TV horror show I've ever seen take the airwaves. Um, I would love for that to come back, and I don't even care if you do remakes of the ones that were there before or not. I mean, well, I, I kind of hope you don't on a couple, especially the Savini's ones, Inside the Closet and Halloween Candy mm-hmm. should never be touched ever again. They are perfect, and they still scare the crap out of me to this day. Um, but man, Tales from the Dark Side would be a beautiful thing to see come back on television in some form or fashion. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe someday. Or another movie. I don't know. At this point, I'll take anything I can get. Yeah, I'd say it's probably more likely to get a movie out of it. Well, I mean, another one would be good. I mean, the, the movie was actually really good. I know Sabine refers to it as Creepshow 3, since Creepshow 3 was the World War Z of the Creepshow franchise. <laughs> <laughs> since we're going to keep bagging on that sucker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think of all we'll just talk about today, I think that would be my dream would be to see Tales from the Dark Side come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Tales from the Crypt got close. Because TNT was going to do it, I don't. I think some rights things fell through. Is not to understand it. I haven't followed that recently, so I have to take another look. Well, it's it's not going to happen now. It looks like. <clears throat> but but uh, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Wow, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. Um, I was. <laughs> it's getting better. We're getting a sequel. It's Unbreakable. There's at least that. I don't need a sequel. I already know who's the hero and who's the villain. But do Mr. Glass? He's back. Yeah. Now what? Sam Jackson, I love you. But if I hit you and you crumble like that, there's a problem. Okay. Well, you know, he's, but you know he's going to do some awesome thing to make David Dunn's life hell. So that's that's a good thing. 
Is he going to have stakes on a plane with him or something? I mean... One can hope. <laughs> Just attack him with a plane full of him. Drone, <laughs> drones on a snake. Charles um. Barkley better be in this movie, and Spike Lee better be in this movie as well. We'll see. I haven't heard <clears throat> casting details yet, but... Um. And it better be a Capital One commercial. Actually, here's a better idea for Unbreakable 2. Just make it a Capital One commercial with Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson trips, Bruce Willis picks him up, and that's the end of the commercial. What's in your wallet? Glass of bread? <laughs> You're getting the full version, so oh, I didn't mean to so open that scene there for you. If anybody's listening, uh, had that one, to say the least. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so uh, the uh, M. Night was behind that piece. They had like a demo, well, like a teaser reel. It's mm-hmm. out there now. Um, but apparently rights are an issue because HBO has this chunk and somebody else has this chunk. Yeah, and I don't know if HBO wants to relinquish those rights. I'm guessing not. Um, somebody's got the chunk of money somewhere that's not going anywhere is the bottom line, mm-hmm. which is scary. But And, you know, I guess that's that's kind of the game now, too, is there, nobody knows where the rights go. But that's part of the problem. Like, there's actually a Day of the Dead remake being filmed overseas right now um, because Taurus Entertainment... That's actually that's how Creepshow 3 came to be, because Taurus Entertainment's rights to Romero's work at that point in time were relinquished, which also led to that god-awful Day of the Dead prequel, Contagion. Oh, I almost forgot about that piece of junk till now. Um, I'll tell you, though, speaking of all that, one that I'm hoping nobody touches anymore, let Romero's work stand for a while, please. <laughs> Let's not make any more remakes of any Romero flicks for a while. That'd be actually good. Yeah, that'd be very nice. Like, they can do homages to Romero, but that's about it. Well, heaven knows The Walking Dead is. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen, like, you, I, you haven't watched in years, so you missed out on season three peppered in Flyboy. Um, they found a way to actually put the zombie in there. Bub was in there. Um, let's see, last season had Dr. Tongue from Day of the Dead. They finally put him actually in there, just sitting around with his tongue hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, Creepshow had an homage this year in Walking Dead. There was a carnival. Just happened to have a ticket ticker that was the Creepshow zombie. So they're finding ways, uh, and then he was cut. That's unfortunate that they had Johnny from Night of the Living Dead pop up. Oh. Last season, but he got edited out the last second. Photos exist, is all that matters. It's a really good Johnny. Um, I gotta give him that. But yes, let's not do Romero's work, Father. If there's anything we can stop at, that's okay. I prefer not to see more of his work. Um, be remade. Uh, any others for you that are on your mind? Well, you brought up Joe Hill. Um, I did. I, I liked his book, Heart Shaped Box. It was really depressing. I think that would be a fun one to go, go well, and see. I thought. Maybe I'm just talking on my backside here, but I thought Joe Hill did Horns, too, did you not? Or that's something altogether that I'm missing? No, he did Horns as well. Okay, horns I, know that, I know that came out, yes. Yeah, that was Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Is that what his name is? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Well, we're really, we're really killing it today with the actors here. <laughs> this is the laid-back podcast. I'm pretty just... sure I'm right. John doesn't I'm going to go with that, actually. I'm not a Harry Potter <clears throat> fan, so I will go with that, and we're going to trust it. Oh, because he was in the Woman, Woman in Black? Yes. Movie? Yeah, so same actor. Yes. Harry Potter. Okay, Harry Potter. It's good. On crack. Is that what it was? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he can do that. I mean, he played dead guy already. I mean, yeah, was Swiss Army Man. So there you go. That's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Heart Shaped Box by Joe Hill. Um, very, very depressing story of a rocker who's taken up with a very young woman and pretty much gets called out by the spirits. That he's not in the right. So, yeah. Uh, pretty screwed up story. His dogs could help fight off the spirits, but that only works for a short, while, short amount of time. Well, I heard a lot about that when it came out. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things, of course, because yeah. Joe's just as good as his dad. Um, he really is. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy can write. There's no two ways about it. In fact, actually, I guess if there's one 
that I have a feeling will make it to the big screen quickly or some form or fashion. Um, he and his dad have a new book coming out together finally. So Ooh. it's yeah, so the King Boys are writing Sleeping Beauties, I believe the title. It's coming up actually I think September or October, very soon here. Okay. Um, but yes, it's it's at long last father and son putting their pieces, putting their talents together. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. And I'm sure that will get picked up by somebody very fast. So mm-hmm. I don't think I have to wait long for that one because right now Stephen King is once again hot and everybody wants mm-hmm. to adapt his work again. So I guess that's cool. Well, and there's a Mr. Mr. Mercedes coming out. I think it's a yes. TV show. Yeah, right? that's coming out, adapted for TV. Okay. Um, I haven't read that one yet. I actually have the hardcover sitting here. Um, thank you, sister. I probably should return that to you at some point. Um, <laughs> but I need to read that here soon. But yeah, that's, that one, I'm not too familiar with that one, but I know it's, it was also pretty well. Well, everything he does is well done. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Duma Key? Um, I'd love to see Duma Key. You know, I wish... <sighs> I can't remember what network did it. But for a while there, there was a network that was keeping alive the classic two-night 1990 Stephen King adaptation piece. And they had the last one that I saw was Pierce Brosnan do Back of Bones, mm-hmm. which is another one that wouldn't be bad to do. Yeah. Um, I would not mind seeing Duma Key. That was an intriguing... It was a very interesting story. Yes. And that's actually the one book that got me back into reading Stephen King. Yeah, he actually would be, that was that was his post-retirement. It's funny how after he finished Dark Tower, and he said he was going to retire, and then didn't retire, which is fine. I mean, mm-hmm. he's Stephen King, do what you want. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, there was kind of that era of just, it wasn't quite as top-notch King. It was good. The stuff he was putting out in between was okay, mm-hmm. but it was nowhere near as good as it was before the Dark Tower. Yeah. Um, and then Duma Key, you're right, it's like he found his groove again um, and did the thing. And maybe have someone read you Under the Dome and do it right. I, I was really disappointed <laughs> in that TV series. Um, it just... Speaking of things that went off the rails, that went off the rails pretty quick. Um, and maybe, I don't know, I guess a better ending than the book. I felt like it was a bit of a cop-out ending in the book. Yeah. Because all we needed was that guy from the yeah, from History Channel pop up and go, aliens. <laughs> and that would have actually been better than dealing with the actual aliens in that book. Yes. Spoiler alert. I hate to say so. <laughs> well, there we have it then, so. Yeah, there we go. Um, i trying to think of anything else that's on my mind of just stuff that I'd like to see. Well, Sam... I'm pretty happy with my list of demands. Netflix, yeah. get on it, make a good movie for me. Yeah, there we go. Still on that. <laughs> Two weeks of Netflix fury, but that's okay because it was a good discussion on that. So, well, there we have it. So, if there's anything that you guys might like to see or want to get into a discussion, by all means, please uh, shoot us a note on Twitter at Nerds that Geek or at Facebook at Nerds that Geek, um, or leave a comment on this particular podcast field so we can continue the discussion and see if there's something else that anybody else. Would like to see come to the big screen or the small screen and just see a classic story come to life. Otherwise, until then, get your geek on and we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Get your geek on.